Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 219 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I'm Seth. And I'm Carly. And we are here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what's going on in our own lives. And Carly, did you have a happy turkey day? Yes, I did. It was very relaxing. Uh, I didn't have to cook. Others prepared the food. I brought Best kind wine. of Thanksgiving. Yes. <laughs> it was it was so relaxing, and I hope you uh, had the same. You know, it's back to the grind. It's always hard to get going after those holiday weekends. Oh. When, you know, I told myself I'd get some work done over the weekend, and I just didn't, and just kind of relaxed. Yeah. Uh, and I now, would. I... <laughs> <laughs> suffering. Yeah, I was uh, kind of unproductive this past weekend. We did a little retail therapy, uh, supported our local uh, small business Saturday sales. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, I did uh, Thanksgiving uh, have a lovely meal with my family and uh, got to take the Brightline train down to South Florida. Uh, again, uh, highly recommend it, especially if you can get tickets on sale. Um, 80 bucks round trip to avoid that drive through turnpike traffic and and driving in miami uh i i'd happily pay that uh oh yeah nice smooth ride influencer (laughs) Uh, (laughs) reach its story if if they would like to send me any free tickets i would be happy because uh yes i'm i'm becoming a regular uh but i influenced me because i'm going on uh the icon of the seas out of miami and i want to hit disney after so that is a Perfect you know, usually use we case. rent a car, but perfect use better. case. Uh, if you are renting a car, um, yeah, between the gas, the tolls, and the rental, uh, you should definitely look into the train. Uh, even if you just break even, it's so much nicer uh, than uh, having to fight through traffic yourself. Oh, it's the worst drive. It's so boring too. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I what I did do is I managed to make it out to the parks just before uh, Thanksgiving uh, to see the opening of um, the holidays at Universal. And uh, once again, they do a great job. Both uh, the studios and Islands of Adventure got to see the uh, Macy's, uh, the featuring Macy's holiday Feature. parade. Uh, before the uh, actual Thanksgiving Day Macy's Parade happened, uh, which is always fun. and yes, um, a favorite. And uh, got to see the 90-minute standby wait to meet the Grinch. Uh, pro tip, uh, rope drop that because they're not doing a virtual queue this year. So unless you're paying for a meet and greet through like the tour or the, the breakfast, um, then yeah, you, you better rope drop that. Oh yeah, I, I saw it get up to over 200 minutes at some point this weekend. Nutty. I think it might be quicker to fly to LA, go to Universal Studios Hollywood. It could be. It go could to the be. new. They have a, a new annual pass holder meet and greet with the Grinch oh. for the first time ever, which I think is genius. They're Excellent. having him meet Excellent. in three locations because he's just so popular. So mm-hmm. I think it might be quicker to just go go to U- yeah. USA. Might be a better choice. Then... <laughs> um, uh, and I and also, I did get uh, the, the holidays started. 
Festival of the Holidays is hopefully my destination this afternoon. As soon as we are done here, I'm looking forward to it. I've got uh, some good friends who are storytellers uh, around the World Showcase. That's my favorite part of the Festival of the Holidays. That you hear about these uh, unique cultural traditions uh, around this time of year that aren't necessarily the Santa Claus Christmas that we're mm -hmm. all super familiar with. Um, uh, shout out to Karen Amano, who is marking 25 years as the storyteller at Japan. Uh, wow, that's doing a wild. great job for a quarter century. It's amazing. That's amazing. I, I love the food. It's one of my, I would say probably yes. my favorite festival, just because it's underrated. It's mm. co cooler out most of the time. Oh, it is. Uh, we're going to have an overnight low of 48. Yes. I love it. You know, we have all this awesome Disney merch that's sweatshirts and long sleeve. Mm -hmm. I never wear one it. One chance to wear it. Yeah, yep. This is your chance. And there's some great returning food items. One of my favorites from last year was the red velvet bunt cake. Mm. I don't know if you tried that. It was, for lack of a better word, moist. Mm. It was like the best bunt cake I've ever had. And it's back this year. And I saw people raving. So I cannot wait to have that again. I will keep an eye out for, uh, yeah. yeah, it is definitely, um, it is the festival if you have a sweet tooth. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, well, I think without any further ado, let us jump straight into the news in the queue. All right, we are going to kick things off uh, with a little survey that was conducted uh, that says that Universal beats out Disney on the list of best rated theme parks in Florida. And uh, I'll, I'll give a disclaimer straight off. This is not a survey conducted by us here at Attractions. Um, so uh, they do have a little explanation of their methodology, what we're getting to. Uh, but it it is coming to us from Westgate Palace Hotel, uh, who compiled this uh, using information from TripAdvisor, from Google searches, and from Instagram hashtags. So we can take that for what it's worth, but it does kind of make an interesting point of discussion uh, that you know a lot of people think of uh, Orlando as uh, and Florida as Disney theme parks, but it turns out, according to this, that Universal's Islands of Adventure comes out on top as the number one Florida theme park. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. I feel like you're absolutely right. We used to think of it as just like the Mouse House and Universal mm -hmm. is that park down the street. But with changing times, with everything going on, with Epic Universe, new rides opening up, mm -hmm. uh, it's definitely, you know, that line, uh, even now, I think. And, you know, we see a lot of people maybe that didn't have universal annual passes before they have them now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the, the ranks of uh, APs uh, at universal are growing uh, based solely on people's social media comments. Uh, you know, you, you constantly see uh, people talking about, uh, you know, I used to be a Disney annual pass holder and whether because of price or convenience or changes to the parks that they don't like, uh, more and more of them are shifting to uh, universal, um, at least anecdotally. Mm -hmm. And according to this survey, uh, IOA, Islands of Adventure, comes out with an index score of 91.1 out of 100, uh, that 74% of the reviews uh, on TripAdvisor were excellent. 
uh, and it had over 850,000 Instagram hashtags. Uh, so all that combines in their rankings to make IOA number one. But the Magic Kingdom is not close behind uh, for Disney fans. Um, and the Magic Kingdom is still top of the list uh, as the most Instagrammable theme park um, with uh, a whopping 8 million Instagram posts. Right. And I think it believe it's the most Instagram, one of the most Instagram places in the in the world. in the world. Yeah. Oh, sure. For sure. For sure. Um, and uh, following the Magic Kingdom uh, might be a little surprising for some is Animal Kingdom. Uh, and then Typhoon Lagoon Water Park. Interesting. Co coming in before Epcot, which sits at number five. Um, that I'm ranking sure is kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, uh, poor Hollywood Studios. Uh, it's kind of out of the running. Uh, it's way down at the bottom of the list uh, with Bush Gardens Tampa Bay. Uh, and the rest of that list also includes uh, Universal Studios Florida in sixth place. Uh, Disney's Blizzard Beach Water Park in seventh, and SeaWorld Orlando in eighth. Uh, so I'm sure, I'm sure folks could have some fun debating uh, yeah. <laughs> what this list is worth and where, uh, you know, whether these attractions really belong there. Um, yeah, so those what are is, always interesting when they come through. What would your be your personal pick for the uh, number one uh, theme park in Florida? Probably Universal Studios Florida. Yeah. yeah. Um, there, there was a time I would have picked Universal Studios Florida. Um, I think for me right now, it's got to be Islands of Adventure. Because uh, it's it's the only park in town that has four e-tickets. Um, Velocicoaster, Forbidden Journey, Hagrid's, and Spider-Man that I consider to be like... Mm -hmm you know, top, top tier, tier. Yeah. top, top tier. The only one, a lot of other parks have three top tiers. It's the only one with four. So that would, Iowa would probably be my vote as well. But um, Great personally, I personally, I, I see why Magic Kingdom would come in at number two. Uh, personally, it's the park that uh, if I have a day off and I'm just going to a park for myself, it's the one I'm probably least likely to go to. Rather okay. hop on a flight to Anaheim and go to Disneyland <laughs> than to go to the Magic Kingdom here. Yes. Sorry. Sorry, Magic Kingdom. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if you have an opinion uh, of what you think, uh, be sure to let us know in the comments. Uh, next up, uh, we are checking in with the Gaylord Hotels, including the Gaylord Palms here in Orlando, uh, where their ice spectacles are back. Uh, 10 million pounds of ice goes into each of these five different locations and uh this year uh depending on where you are um you can hang out with charlie brown uh and relive his christmas special through ice yes this is one of my favorite traditions i love going to the gaylord hotels i usually hit gaylord opryland this time of year after the major theme parks this i think is one of the best events just the entire resort gets a, an amazing Mm -hmm. Christmas decor trees and you walk through the atriums and then of course there's the stuff that you have to pay for but you can always 
I think usually unless it's they cap out people like on particularly busy nights, mm -hmm. you can walk around and just kind of people watch and see all the decor. Absolutely. Yeah, you there is a, a great amount of free stuff. Uh, they've got some great shows and, you know, just the, the decorations, the lights. Um, you got to watch out for that parking fee. Parking fee will get yes. you. But uh, once you are on property, um, uh, in addition to ice, uh, by the way, bundle up. They do give you a parka, but it is not enough because it's nine degrees it's in there. Very cold. Um, and uh, as I mentioned, there's different themes for ice that rotate uh, around the country. Uh, so this year here in Gaylord Palms, as I mentioned, we've got the Charlie Brown Christmas. But uh, if you're in uh, National Harbor, Maryland, you got Rudolph. Polar Express is pulled into Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, in Aurora, Colorado, you've got A Christmas Story. Fine. And Grapevine, Texas has Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, so those have all made the rounds and they are all great. I mean, right out of the storybooks, right out of the films. Um, amazing sculpture work uh, done by these uh, craftsmen that they bring in from China every mm -hmm. year. Yeah, uh, it's so elaborate. Again, it's like mm -hmm. it's comparable to theme park stuff yeah. that we're used to so it's yeah. i love it no it's a world-class exhibit and as you mentioned it's not the only thing that you'll find at the gaylord uh you've got your photos with santa uh holiday themed escape rooms gingerbread decorating um ice tubing even um they build indoor uh hills for kids who live warm places where they're never going to see real <laughs> snows to sled on uh you can can do it here um it's a great package of stuff and you can combine it with uh, an overnight stay um can be a little pricey depending on where you are tickets start uh 29 for ages 12 and up um and uh 17 for kids 4 to 11 uh, but prices go up from there and they have uh combo tickets you can look into uh, as i mentioned parking fees 17 to 36 depending on where you at are at so factor that into your budget yeah, definitely uh, closer to the holidays and the weekends, it gets very mm -hmm. busy. So mm -hmm. if you can very go, busy. go on a weeknight, try to avoid those, go as early in the season as possible because this is very popular. Absolutely. And uh, if you're not sure what it's all about, we've got some great videos um, of both the Charlie Brown Christmas, uh, at both uh, the completed version and also a construction preview uh, that we were given uh, I've been on a couple of those construction previews, and it is fascinating seeing the work that goes into that. Right. Yeah. So much. All right. And uh, for our last little bit of news in the queue this week, the immersive Nightmare Before Christmas experience has returned to Area 15 in Las Vegas. Uh, it's a third consecutive year for this show, and it is a pretty neat way for fans of jack skellington and sally and all their friends to uh be immersed in the film in a whole new way yes i mean we talk so much about these projection shows and i mm -hmm. think this is a little bit different than the ones we talked to that are more walkthroughs you know you're really experiencing mm -hmm. with this so and of course area 15 has so many incredible exhibits i feel like this is a really good fit yeah so i actually um when i visited area 15 i did not see nightmare before christmas in this room but i did get to see uh something else they use this um for uh things like the uh, van gogh exhibit oh. um, and other artists where they uh put up their uh art in super high resolution on the walls 
uh, and let you walk around uh, with animation. Um, this is something else that they do where they will take a movie and on one wall, they kind of project the movie like it's a giant screen, but then all around it, they extend the imagery of the movie, uh, with animation all on the walls surrounding you. Um, almost like, uh, you know, a theme park attraction, like, um, like Mickey's PhilharMagic, uh, mm -hmm. you know, has those wraparound screens. Uh, this is not 3d. You don't have to wear glasses, uh, but they do have some kind of immersive 4d effects to, uh, enhance it. Um, and, uh, you know, they kind of make a whole experience out of it with uh, photo ops, with animatronics uh, and specialty cocktails yes. that are themed to it. Um, so it definitely makes it a, uh, a complete experience. Um, yeah, this sounds fun. I mean, yeah. nothing wrong with the walkthrough projection experiences, but this is much more of an all encompassing, yeah. really. Yep. And uh, so these are being shown on select dates and times going through December 30th. Uh, tickets run 40 bucks uh, for adults ages 13 and over and kids under 13 are half price uh, and make sure you buy your tickets through area15.com uh, and not they warn about not buying them through a third party reseller right. so don't try to scalp those nightmare before christmas <laughs> no i'll catch ya. all right uh well, that brings us to the end of the news in the queue. And before we jump into our main story, it's time for a word from our sponsors. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com. It's time for the main attraction. Okay, for this week's main attraction, we are heading to Disneyland Paris, where they have announced a whole new program of entertainment coming in 2024 uh, under the umbrella Disney's Symphony of Colors. And the headliner is what looks like a spectacular new drone show uh, drawing on the tradition of the old Disney electrical parade called the Disney Electrical Sky Parade. This looks amazing. And I mean, I saw when they had Disney Delight, which was their drone show mm -hmm. during their 30th celebration. But just on these renderings, it looks much more elaborate. I mean, during Delight, yeah. we really just saw like Mickey head outlines and 30. And this is kind of taking it way to the next level. Yeah, I feel like uh, that show you referenced was kind of the the technological test. Right. Uh, that mm -hmm. was the demo. And this is uh, a full-blown production uh, that not only includes synchronized drones, uh, but also video projections on the castle, lights, uh, fountains, which they have around that castle, um, and uh, is, as I mentioned, uh, paying homage to the old Main Street Electrical Parade by creating drone parade floats in the sky that uh, can light up and move around. Uh, there's a great video that they've posted uh, that includes some footage, which I don't know if it's actual demo or CGI rendering, but it's amazing. It shows like a pirate ship and the, the steam train moving through the air uh, just gracefully. Um, they also talk about Elliot from Pete's Dragon and Cinderella's carriage uh, being created. Uh, some really amazing next level drone work. 
Oh yeah. I mean, just when I saw the picture of the uh, train, I mean, it mm-hmm. looks amazing and kind of unlike any of the drone shows, or at least to the next level of what we have seen here in the States, I've seen Absolutely. a bunch of them and they get, seems like they just get better and better every year. But as you say, it's a learning lesson. This is still pretty new in the theme park world to do these elaborate drone shows. Absolutely. And, you know, it's one thing to do them as a one-off. You know, we saw them for the grand opening of uh, Hong Kong Frozen Mm -hmm. uh, uh, over there. And that was a fantastic show. And and there was also that uh, record-setting drone show that just happened at IAPA. But a lot of time, those are things to, you know, they can do it once, uh, but doing it operationally every single night uh, over guests' heads, uh, that's the challenge. So, uh, Good luck to them, and I can't wait to see it when it's ready. Um, that show is going to kick off on January 8th, which is real soon, uh, but it's only scheduled to run through September 30th, 2024. Um, hopefully, uh, it's successful and will either be extended or they'll come up with something even more amazing. Sounds like an Epcot show. <laughs> uh, Epcot forever uh, for a limited time. Um, a million splashes of color is the new daytime show. Uh, It's a daytime parade that is going to kick off on February 10th uh, and also run through the end of September next year. Uh, And this one features uh, all your favorites, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, and Goofy, uh, along with Joy from Inside Out, Timon from The Lion King, Moana, Mirabelle from Encanto, and our newest heroine, Asha from Wish, uh, and the whole aesthetic of this is bright, vibrant, uh, and inspired by graphic art. It's beautiful from what we've seen. Their uh, stage shows and live entertainment over there is just so good, mm-hmm. especially their stage shows. You know, like Tap Dancing Mickey. I wish we could get some of that over here. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we've we've kind of gone a little stale with some live entertainment. And, uh, you know, we could use some new parades over here uh and this one really looks like a lot of fun there's uh, a great video uh where they have bes- behind the scenes with the designers uh showing off these really eye-popping uh floats that kind of pull straight from a, a drawing desk um the look of them and uh in addition uh they're going to be complemented by new decorations that are going to be going up on main street uh same day that the parade kicks off in february um, those will only be up through May. Uh, they're there to kind of uh, wake up winter and uh, bring a dash of pixie dust um, with character designs uh, placed around the park uh, along Main Street. Wow, this makes me want to get a reservation at Waltz. There's nothing like watching <laughs> that parade. If you can get it, it's very yeah. hard. Watching that parade at like eye level, seeing the floats. Now this would be the perfect opportunity to see that. Absolutely. Um, well, as you mentioned, this is just part of the original live entertainment that they have at Disneyland Paris, uh, which they're really good on. They've got uh, together their Pixar musical adventure, uh, Mickey's and the, Mickey and the Magician, and uh, Lion King Rhythm of the Pride Lands all running right now, uh, in addition to this stuff cu- kicking off early next year. Um, so if you are interested in taking a trip out to see all this, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel can help get you there. Absolutely. Oh, I miss it. All and right. it's easier to get to than Hong Kong. <laughs> yes. Uh, much, uh, much more pleasant. For us here. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Um, well, before we wrap things up, we're going to check out uh, some of our comments. John Self uh, says that he is still full from eating at the Festival of the Holidays, and he also gives a big thumbs up to the red yes. bundt cake. Yes, um, I saw it's still good. You know, you never know with the returning items. Sometimes they switch it up, but I'm glad to hear it's still good. Uh, we had Tolga checking in again. Hello again. Hey. And finally, Michael Bingham gets the last word. Exciting things happening in Paris, a 2024 Summer Olympics, and now the drone show at Disneyland Paris. Uh, yes, Michael, this is all really cool. Thank you for being here. Thank you all for being here. Uh, that will just about wrap things up. Before we go, one last thank you to our sponsors, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Remind all of you, please give us a review and a rating at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to us. Uh, and be sure to follow us at attractionsmagazine.com and search for Attractions Magazine on your favorite social media platform. Carly, where can folks keep up with you? Yes, I am on Instagram at Adventures by Carly and on Twitter at Carly Caramana. And you can find my brand new 2024 books at theunofficialguides.com and find me on the socials at Eskubersky. And uh, until next week, we hope that you folks stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun. We'll see you again next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.